We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. Many of us are now staying home to avoid spreading the coronavirus. And because of that, many of us are resorting to the television to watch endless hours of entertaining programming. And I, like millions of Americans, seem to be drawn to the competition shows. Whether it's the competitor's ability to lose more pounds than the others, the whim of a panel of judges, or the voting of viewers on their smartphone, every week another contestant is eliminated until there is only one winner. Particularly, I've been watching American Idol. There can only be one American Idol is a phrase I hear repeatedly on the show. There can only be one winner. That is how the competition goes. There can be only one gold medalist, one winner of the state basketball tournament, one student of the month. I get it. It's how the competition game works. And to be honest, I hate that. But something really got stirred up inside of me the other day when I was watching this year's season of American Idol, and the contestant Doug Kiker was shown into the audition room where Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan sat waiting to hear what Doug was going to sing. Doug works as a garbage man. He's missing one of his front teeth. He apparently has had no experience singing except for in the shower. In fact, he was dragged off to go sing in front of some random individuals in order to get some experience before showing back up in front of the panel of judges to show off. He'd actually tried out for American Idol in August 2019 and he didn't make the cut and so he decided to try again and ended up in front of the judges in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I've put his audition in the show notes for you to watch. What stood out to me more than anything, though, was after he was done singing, and I have to say, it sounded really good. What stood out to me more than anything was the comment Lionel Richie made as he put his arm around Doug's shoulder. He said, this is a man trying to show his daughter that he is somebody. With tears running down my cheeks, I blurted out, He is somebody already. He doesn't have to prove that to anyone. I'm reminded of Theodore Roosevelt's speech, The Man in the Arena, that Brene Brown references in her work. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who, 
at the worst. If he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. Rene identifies that there are a lot of critics up in the stands looking down at us. There are the judges, like those on American Idol, quick to determine somebody's fate after 60 second song. There are the judges who point out what we could have done better. And because of those judges, people either move on to the next phase or their journey ends. Rejection is a wound and it hurts. Rejection is when we're told that we're not enough, that we didn't make the cut, that we weren't selected for the position, that we're not moving on to the next phase of the competition. And it is so easy for our shadows of shame to take that rejection and use it as evidence that we are not enough as human beings. There are three shadows of shame in particular that drive this perception that you have to earn being enough. The judge, of course, who constantly tells you that you are not measuring up, that you need to practice harder to achieve perfection, that when you don't meet the standard, you are a failure and you need to try harder. If you didn't make it through to the next round, you suck and you're a horrible, impotent one who continually tells you that no matter how hard you try, you are never going to be enough, that it's pointless to keep trying, that you're powerless to achieve your dreams. So we have the judge who says, well, you didn't make it to the next round, so you're a failure. And then the impotent one says, yeah, and I don't know that you should try again. You should just give up and accept your fate. And then the politician who boldly proclaims that you can't let anyone know that you have a judge or an impotent one. You can't let anyone see your flaws. You can't let anyone know you struggle because then they will think that you are less than. So you can't let anyone see your struggles. You have to put on a mask of perfection. And so with all three of those shadows working on us all at once, it can be very overwhelming and very defeating. With all the reality competition shows such as The Biggest Loser, Survivor, Amazing Race, American Idol, The Voice, and The Bachelor, I can see how the author, Suzanne Collins, was able to come up with the concepts she wrote about in her series The Hunger Games, where every year a contestant from each state of Pan Am would come to compete to the death until there was only one winner. The rest we're losers. And that's exactly what the shadows of shame will try to tell us, that we're losers because we didn't win. But are we really losers? Well, obviously that's what our shadows of shame are trying to tell us, but let's look at the reality. Yes, there are those who are more talented at singing than others. There are those who can sing on pitch and control their voices better. There are those who can throw a 100-mile-per-hour baseball with accuracy when others cannot. There are those who can listen better than others. There are those who can make amazing pastries and pies better than others. It's a part of life. We all have strengths, and we all have weakness. And ironically, it's not our strengths that inspire others. It's our willingness to show our weakness and continually try to get back up that evoke the deepest sense of joy 
and inspiration. What is even more real is that regardless of your talents and abilities, you are a person of worth. There will always be another American Idol as long as the show is produced. There will always be another Bachelor or Bachelorette each season. There will always be another masked singer as long as the shows are produced. But there will never be another you. As Rumi says, you are more valuable than both heaven and earth. Being you is perfectly enough. I remember sitting in a customer service training when I was just hired as a social worker for their local hospital. The instructor explained that the reason why the hospital was no longer doing an employee of the month is that along with the recognition of one employee that stood out with glory as the winner for the month, there were also 1,999 losers. The system was set up that way. Whenever an employee of the month was selected, 1,999 losers were also selected every month. That wasn't the message that the hospital wanted to convey to its employees. So they changed the recognition program so that anybody could be nominated and awarded for going above and beyond as an employee. And they had different ways to be able to recognize each other. Some as simple as filling out a little star and saying, hey, this is what I appreciate about you. The point was that anybody could be recognized for the work that they did. And I liked that so much better than watching what turned out to be a popularity contest where one person was the winner and everybody else was the loser. And, and I like that. I understand that with competition games, that's not really the way that it works. But in real life, we all have strengths. We all have weakness. And we can be recognized for the things that we are really good at. And we can continue to try to get better at the things that we are not so great at. Whether we're good at something or we're not good at something does not equate to our value as a human being. So I want you to say it out loud. I am worthy of love and belonging. And when my shadows tell me otherwise, it's important for me to remember more than ever that I am loved that I belong, that I matter, that there's a reason why I'm here on this earth. And when I can connect with that truth, it helps me be able to push back the critics and the shadows of shame. And I'm able to step into my truth and my light, and I'm able to take another step forward towards achieving my dreams and goals, and also being able to bless the lives of those around me. And it's my hope that you can do the same, even if you are not selected as the employee of the month, even if you are not the winner of American Idol, or even if you weren't selected for a position that you were dreaming about. You are enough. And who knows? But if you can tap into that truth and are willing to accept that and believe that wholeheartedly, who knows what will happen, what doors will open up. For you as you embrace the truth that you are enough. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to TroyLLove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. 
Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.